Audio Mystery Theatre, in association with Rich King Productions, presents Grimmer Than Grim. I remember the day I got on the train to the Eastern Woods. It was the 25th of October, 1883. Oh, the Eastern Woods. That dark and miserable place. My friends warned me about it. It was no place for an educated and gentle-mannered man like myself. I thought its bad reputation was exaggerated. But how wrong I was. Oh, how very wrong I was. Is this seat free, boy? Yes, yes. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were... Don't worry, everybody always takes me for a child. Are you going to the Eastern Woods? Yes. It's a long journey, I believe. Twelve hours? My name is Augustus. Wolfgang Augustus. Ladislav Kumyalev. Are these seats take... Oh, um, never mind. Well, what do you make of that? Mm, I'm used to it. Nobody ever wants to share a compartment with me. I'm sharing a compartment with you? Yes, thank you. Ladislav Krumlev, did you say? That's not a German name. I, I was born here, but, but my father comes from the east. Have you been to the eastern woods before? No, never. That's a shame. I thought maybe you could help me by telling me some folk tales. Folk tales? Yes, I'm going to collect traditional stories from the eastern woods. My publisher has sent me to record them. Mm, I see. Mm. You'll have heard of the Brothers Grimm, no doubt. I haven't. They collected German folk tales. You'll have read them as a child, I'm sure. Stories about witches and magical spinning wheels and, well, in fact, many of them featured diminutive characters like yourself. It's all white. You, you, you can say dwarf. The people from the eastern woods have a different history. They speak a different language. My publisher thought it would be interesting to see how much their tales differ. I wonder, for instance, if dwarves feature as prominently in the eastern folklore as they do in the west. We're bad luck. I'm sorry. If you see a dwarf after a rainstorm, you'll get seven years of bad luck. That, that's what my father always says. Oh, well, I'm sure that's not true. No, I've only ever brought my parents happiness and good fortune. <laughs> what takes you to the eastern woods? C coal mines. Coal mines? They need people of my stature to work in coal mines, to creep into the small holes. Oh, I see. They have several of my kind working there. They, they've built a special house for us. I should be very well looked after, my father says. Well, that sounds good, doesn't it? Well, doesn't it? It's a job. And there's not many of those for people like me. At least that's what my father says. Ah, we're off. Poor little fellow. I felt for him. I knew what it was like to be small and rotund, 
and to be mocked for your appearance. He told me later that he was forced to travel second class, even though he could hardly afford it, because he would only be trampled on in the crowded third class compartments. He was probably more scared of going to the eastern woods than I was. And I must admit, I was scared. It was eleven o'clock at night the following day when I finally arrived. Come in here, Augustus. Welcome to my humble guest house. You are the only guest at the moment, so you should be particularly well looked after. The fireplace in your room has been lit, and I have some glue wine downstairs waiting for you. You will have a glass of glue wine with me, won't you? Well, actually, I'm very... Oh, there you are, girls. This is Herr Wolfgang Augustus, all the way from Vienna. Herr Augustus, these are my daughters, Clarissa and Constanza. How do you do? I've told the girls all about you. Constanza expressed great interest in your project, didn't you, Constanza? Uh, Yes, Mother. I'm very interested in this project. And you have many questions about it, don't you, Constanza? Yes, yes, I have many questions I should like to ask you. Well, I should be very pleased to answer them. What question did you want to ask Herr Augustus, Constanza? Go on, ask him. Uh, yes. If you please, Herr Augustus, I was wondering, um, will you be collecting tales from the eastern woods or the whole country in particular? (laughs) She means, of course, will you be collecting tales from the whole country or just the eastern woods in particular? Isn't that what you meant, Constanza? Mm, Yes. Sorry. That's what I meant. Oh, well, it's just the eastern woods I'm interested in. The eastern woods are a unique part of this country, with a particular history and culture of its own, and one which has been very much ignored by the rest of the world. It is something I hope to put straight. Well, what do you think of that, Constanza? Thank you. (laughs) I think it's most kind and generous of you to pay so much attention to our beautiful and humble country. Well, thank you. The girls will help you with your luggage, Herr Augustus. I have a question too, Mother. Clarissa, no. Take Herr Augustus's bags to his room immediately so that he can rest. But, Mother... Now, follow me, Herr Augustus. I'll show you to your room. More glue wine, Herr Augustus. Oh, no, I really think I should... Oh, do. It'll warm you up. There you are. Thank you. Do you speak our language, Herr Augustus? No, I'm afraid I don't. Then how do you intend to interview people for your stories? There's not much German spoken in these parts, you know. Well, I... You'll be needing my help. I have plenty of time, you know, you being the only guest. Well, thank you. Oh, I'm pleased to do it. (laughs) You do not know how long I've been starved for intellectual company, Herr Augustus. 
There's only wood choppers and coal miners around here, and you wouldn't want to hear the kind of conversation they make. Are you from the eastern woods yourself, Frau Petkova? Yes, we used to practically own the country. <laughs> the Petkovas are a very renowned family in this area. Oh, I didn't know. My good dear father, heaven bless his soul, lost all of our land thanks to some ill investment advice from an unscrupulous accountant. We've been paying back his debts ever since... You mustn't think I'm a country bumpkin, Herr Augustus. Oh, I don't. I spent 17 years living in your city. I was forced to return after my cursed husband died and left me with even more debts. This is my ancestral house, you know. I've had to turn it into a guest house. Oh, my father would turn in his grave if he could see what I've had to resort to. <laughs> but I'm glad you've come our way, Herr Augustus. The Eastern Woods is filled with history and culture. I'm glad somebody has finally decided to shed some light on my poor, neglected country. Why, thank you, Frau Petkova. But listen, you mustn't let the bad publicity we've been getting lately influence your opinion of the Eastern Woods. Bad publicity? You'll have read about the murders, no doubt. Murders? Oh, no, of course not. You've only just arrived. I'll give you the newspaper tomorrow at breakfast. You can read about it yourself. What kind of murders? Oh, they've been most gruesome. There's been a series of murders in the woods. Bodies have been found torn apart, limbs scattered around, torsos disemboweled. Five people have been killed so far and there's no clue as to who the murderer might be. They call him the Wolf. Is he still at large? Yes. In these woods? Yes. Good Lord! They have a cruel custom here of abandoning small children in the woods when they can no longer feed them. My good dear father set up a home for them when he still had the money to do so. But of course that was already too late for many unfortunate children forced to grow up wild in the woods. It wouldn't surprise me if the wolf wasn't one of those poor traumatised urchins. The last victim was a gentleman very much like yourself, a city gentleman who had come here to inspect the mines. He was on his way back to the railway station when he was attacked. They found him half undressed, throat slit open, his eyes gouged out, and there was a pouch of gold coins still in his jacket pocket. Can you believe it? The wolf didn't even steal his money. It was a motiveless crime, an act of sheer barbarity. He was on his way back to the railway station? Yes. You saw for yourself how you have to cross the woods to get there. Poor unfortunate man. But, good Lord, I didn't know of such things. Good Lord! You must be tired, Herr Augustus. Let me accompany you to your room. I'm sure you could do with some sleep. We'll be back after a quick break. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Sleep? How on earth could I go to sleep now? My head was spinning with awful images after all those vivid descriptions. 
and with each little sound, I imagined the wolf lurking outside my window, looking for a way to climb up. I must have locked and unlocked that window fifty times, and if that wasn't bad enough, in the middle of the night, when I finally started dozing off... Larissa, you stupid girl, will you mind that door? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I wake you? Oh, hush, or you'll wake up our guest. That bad toad. Oh, Larissa, honestly. Oh, Herr Augustus, I should very much like to know, will you be collecting tales from the whole country, or just the Eastern Woods region in particular? <laughs> Be quiet. You've been rehearsing that question for a whole week, and still you've got it wrong. Ugh, shut up, you little monster, or he'll hear us. Oh, let him hear us, the pompous fat toad. Oh, Herr Augustus! Clarissa! Oh, Herr Augustus! Won't you come over? Constanza is waiting for you. Oh, please. Clarissa, do be quiet. Well, I ask you. The impropriety of it all. The two kept bickering like that the whole night. Good morning, Herr Augustus. Good morning, Frau Petkova. Did you sleep well? Um, actually... Good morning, Herr Augustus. Good morning. Sleep well? <laughs> Tolerably, thank you. Has the maid brought you your breakfast yet? Yes, thank you. Scrambled? I'm sorry? The eggs? No, they were fried. Did you want them fried? I wasn't given a choice. Did she offer you coffee? No, but as a matter of fact... Did she bring you a glass of milk? No, she didn't. And I am rather She's thirsty. She's everything so wrong. Could... I told you she would. Charity! We're training a new maid, Herr Augustus. Oh, I see. Well, she may have been confused, Mother. You probably gave her too many instructions. Did she appear confused to you, Herr Augustus? I'm afraid I hardly saw her. She just breezed in and out with the eggs. Did she at least say good morning? No, she didn't say anything at all. How very rude of her. Charity! You called, ma'am. Do you see that gentleman sitting at the table, Charity? Yes, ma'am. That gentleman is a guest. Furthermore, he is our only guest, and he has informed me that you didn't even say good morning to him when you brought him his eggs. I did, ma'am. Pardon? I did say good morning to him, ma'am. I said, good morning, sir. How would you like your eggs? Just like you taught me. Did she say that to you, Herr Augustus? Well... Perhaps I didn't hear Are her. Are you hard of hearing? No. Well, then, you didn't hear her because she didn't say it. But I did, ma'am. Herr Augustus is very upset with you, aren't you, Herr Augustus? Well, I... He says he's very upset with you because you just breezed in and out of the dining room to bring him his eggs and didn't even say good morning. And now he's thinking of leaving our establishment, aren't you, Herr Augustus? No, I never and said... And if Herr Augustus leaves our establishment... Establishment. We'll have no guests left. And if we have no guests left, then I won't have enough money to be able to keep you. I'll have no choice but to take you out into the woods and tie you to a tree and abandon you, just like your father did. Oh, uh, Frau Petkova, 
I really must object. No, Herr Augustus. Charity must learn the consequences of her actions. Oh, ma'am, please don't take me out into the woods. Please, ma'am, please. There you go. She's off again. Charity, stop this howling immediately. This can take hours, Herr Augustus. Right, girls, take her up to the attic. You're not really going to lock her up, are you? She's going to be like this all day, Herr Augustus. She'll be less audible in the attic. Girls, help me. The howling did go on all day. I'd gone back to my room to do some work, but I simply couldn't concentrate. Frau Petkova, I really must ask you... Herr Augustus, I have something to tell you. I've arranged for a storyteller to come over tonight. A storyteller? Yes, Pani Markova. She was my nanny when I was a little girl. Isn't that wonderful? Why, yes. Yes, that's great. She's a peculiar creature, but she tells wonderful stories. She used to scare me to death when I was a child. I spent nights shivering under my bed. Oh, dear. Will they be scary stories? And I have arranged my daughter Constanza to sit in with you. She could take notes for you. I prefer to take my own notes. Well, then she could assist you in other ways. She's very capable, you know. Surely you can think of something she could help you with. She very much wants to be of assistance. Um, well, I shall think about it. But what I actually came here for... I'm trying to do some work. But I'm finding it very hard to concentrate. I know. Isn't it awful? She can go on like this all day. Is it absolutely necessary to lock her up in the attic? Oh, she's perfectly comfortable up there. Well, then why is she crying so? She's not an ordinary girl, Herr Augustus. She's something of a special case. I got her from the Home for Unwanted Children. You know, the one my father set up. Oh, yes. I wanted to continue with the charitable work my father started. That's why I called her Charity. But she has a peculiar history. She was abandoned by her father when she was five. They found her tied to a tree. She must have been there for days. It's a miracle she didn't die. And you know, when they took her into the home, she hadn't even been taught to sit upright, let alone walk, talk or go to the toilet. (laughs) She'd been completely neglected. It's as if she was still a baby at the age of five. That's remarkable. They did their best at the home to teach her and educate her. But of course, her traumatic past has clearly affected her mind. They told me at the home that she wasn't retarded. But she can see and hear for herself that she's not normal. When she gets into one of her tantrums, it is impossible to quieten her down. So we lock her up in the attic until she tires herself out. It's the only way to hush her up. But isn't she scared up there in the dark? Oh, no, she's fine up there. The dark soothes her, and it's perfectly warm. You mustn't feel sorry for her. She's been extremely lucky that I took her in. Really, I have been a great blessing to her. I wasn't reassured, but there was still worse to come.
What? Come into our room. I want to show you something. Into your room? Come to the window. I want to show you something that's happening outside. What do you want to show me? Look there. I looked out the window and saw a large crowd of people by the side of the road. They appeared to be waiting for something to happen. What's going on? Why are all those people standing there? There they come. Look, over there. Clarissa pointed at a group of dwarfs who appeared around the corner. There were about ten of them, carrying pickaxes and spades, marching down the road one after the other, desperately trying to ignore the crowd. It's the dwarves. Aren't they hilarious? Just look at the silly little creatures marching to work. Suddenly, I saw Ladislav Krumliev tagging along at the end, looking scared and anxious. The crowd became louder, calling and laughing and jeering. The dwarves ignored them and continued marching, their heads held high, their stares fixed ahead of them. All of them, except for poor Ladislav, who cowered away from the angry crowd and grabbed hold of the dwarf in front of him. Oh, look! There's a new one! A young one! Right at the back! Poor, miserable little creature! Let's throw something at him! Before I could stop her, Clarissa had picked up an apple from the windowsill and hurled it straight into Ladislav's face. Bullseye! <laughs> Look at his little face! Aren't they hilarious? What a spectacle! <laughs> the look on poor Ladislav's face still haunts me to this day. I simply had to say something about it that evening during dinner. I'm sorry if you felt I was intruding, but I had to mention it to you, Frau Petkova, because I was horrified by what I saw. Not at all, Herr Augustus. You were quite right in telling me. That's not the way I brought my girls up, is it, you stupid girl? Is it? Oh. We are not ignorant peasants. We are a family of standing in this community. I will not have you ruin our reputation by such common carry-ons. Stop hitting me! Don't you tell me what to do. I shall hit you as much as I like. Oh, Mother, don't! And I'll have no tears either. Oh! I think that's enough, Frau Petkova. I'm sure she's learned her lesson. Have you learned your lesson? <laughs> yes. Well then, apologise to Herr Augustus. I'm sorry, Herr Augustus. That's quite all right. The thing is, you see... They may be small and odd-looking, but they're human beings. And they have feelings, just like we do. I apologise on behalf of my daughter, Herr Augustus. Oh, what must you think of us? Please, let's forget the incident now. She has apologised, and that's quite enough. Are you sure? Absolutely. It's only that I happen to know the unfortunate fellow she bombarded, you see. You know him? The young little dwarf? Yes, I met him on the train. Oh, how interesting. What's his name? Oh, he has an unusual name. It's... Well, why don't the girls try guessing his name? Oh, a guessing game? I love guessing games. I tell you what, I'll give you three days to come up with the little man's name. And if either of you girls manages to guess correctly, I shall give you a prize. A prize? What kind of prize? Well, uh, um, 
I shall dedicate the book to her. <gasps> well, that's a very generous offer. Think of that. A book dedicated to one of my daughters. Oh, I shall win this game, Mother. I must have that dedication. Remember, you've only three days. If nobody guesses his name in three days, the deal is off. I don't know why I came up with this foolish game. I suppose I must have felt bad for having caused such a scene, but I truly wish I hadn't. If I had known the repercussions this game had, I would never have suggested it. Is it Frederick? No, it's not Frederick. Is it Georg? No, not... Gunther. It must be Gunther. No, it's not Gunther either, but perhaps you should... He looks like a Wilhelm. I think it's Wilhelm. No, it isn't Wilhelm, but please, I... Gerhard! Ulrich! Josef! Ludolf! Girls, please! I'm trying to eat my dinner! In Grimmer Than Grim, Aubrey Parsons was Wolfgang Augustus. Tanya Rich was Marcella Petkova. Bob Lawrence was Ladislav Krumliev. Alexia Sharalambos was Clarissa Petkova. Alicia King was Constanza Petkova. Nikki Patrick was Charity. And Lorraine Kamenu was Pani Markova. Grimmer Than Grim was written by Oliver Bossman and directed by Alicia King and Tanya Rich. Audio Mystery Theatre is free to listen to, but not free to make. If you want to show your appreciation, why not buy us a cup of virtual coffee? Go to ko-fi.com slash audio mystery theatre.